We need small businesses. And right now, they need us. So Verizon is connecting big names in entertainment with small businesses around the country. Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo, and Files Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Small businesses need us now more than ever. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to This Feels Terrible, the podcast. Uh, before we get to the show, um, this show is sponsored by adamandeve.com. And uh, before you roll your eyes, uh, I just want to let you know that adamandeve.com, uh, besides adult uh, cool things uh, to make yourself feel cool and sexy, <laughs> they sell porn parodies. Um, Dustin, the producer, and I were just uh, going through some of them. They have a bridesmaid's Porn parody, home improvement parody, and taxi driver. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to surprise Dan with uh, one of these one of these uh, parodies. You'll laugh until you come. Uh, on Twitter, I asked for suggestions of how I should read this copy, and uh, I'm going to start with one and transition into another. Um, at uh, Stigmata Diaboli, at Stigmata Diaboli. Uh, suggested that I read it like Dracula. And then uh, an Irish listener at Shell Loves said in an Irish accent, and then bet you can't. So uh, let's see if I prove you right or wrong, Shell. So I'm going to I'll start with a I'll start with a with a Dracula accent. And then I'll transition into an Irish accent. So you know, we're we're we're, uh, we're changing things over at this podcast. <laughs> you hear this, Adam and Eve? I'm trying really hard. All right, here we go. We're going from Dracula to Irish. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get the 50% off just about any item. Oh, but that's not all. Oh, no. When you select one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus a free extra gift so sensual we can't even mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in a free shipping on your entire order. It's a little piratey. And no, we're not teasing. So... Check out adamandeve.com today for the special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type in TERRIBLE for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free adult DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code TERRIBLE at adamandeve.com. Go to Adam and Eve and buy one of those porn parodies and tell me what they're like. And now let's get to the shoe. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is This Feels Terrible, the podcast post-commercial. Um, I'm your host, Erin McGathy. This is a podcast about love, sex, relationships. Uh, this is a... Uh, I'm going to try something uh, a little different this episode. Um, I want to play for you a, a story that I told at a live show here in LA called Public School. The reason why I want to tell it to you is because uh, I feel like the universe is is uh, forcing my hand. 
and also I like the story, so that's not actually true. But this, it's weird. Uh, let me explain. This uh, this past weekend, my boyfriend Dan and I went to the Just for Laughs festival in Montreal. Uh, Montreal is across the uh, the continent for me. I live in Los Angeles, which is in Southern California. Montreal is um, so north of the United States. It's not even in the United States. It's, a, it's above it. It's in a country called Canada. And so it couldn't be further away from where I am now. We went to, when we were leaving, uh, we were leaving from uh, Montreal International Airport and uh, we got our bags out of the car that was dropping us off. And we get up on the sidewalk and I look over and there's a guy that's looks kind of familiar to me um and he takes his his sunglasses down like doc hollywood and like a movie looks over at me and says aaron and i look over at him and i say i guess this is the point where i come up with a fake name i was gonna say a funky name for him (laughs) um he uh andrew we'll say andrew um, but it's, that's not his name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I looked up at him and was like, blah, blah. And he, uh, the person I was looking at was my, like the guy that broke my, the first person to ever really, really break my heart when I was like 20 years old. Uh, so now I'm going to play, um, the story that I did at um, at the show Public School. I also want to tell you that the story is extremely explicit. Extremely so. So if you're listening to this podcast for the first time or there's a, you happen to be a nurse at a, um, I was going to say a, ch- a children's mental hospital. Please tell me if you're a nurse at a children's mental hospital because I have a million questions for you. N- number one question is, does such a thing exist? Um, but also just know that this is like, this is, this is a pretty gross story and I'm not going to make any bones about it. You feel free to fast forward to the interview with Amanda. Um, but otherwise, uh, please enjoy the story. I, I've never been heralded for uh, being the best uh, decision maker. Uh, no one calls me old, old decision-y. Uh, <laughs> no one calls anyone old decisioning. Um, I, uh, <laughs> uh, so I, when I was, uh, when I was 21 years old, I, uh, I had this really intense summer, summer romance with a young man named, uh, Timothy. And when I say young, he was also 21. He wasn't a 14. Uh, we met at a, we met at a summer camp and, uh, he was a dishwasher there and I was a counselor and I was, I was sitting in the dining hall and like the doors opened to the kitchen and like all the steam came out and he walked out and just like ruffled his hair and, uh, I brought him, uh, I painted him a painting and then he made me mix CDs and, uh, it was awesome and we like swam in lakes and, uh, we, uh, <laughs> swam in lakes, uh, like, like that's some crazy exotic thing. Um, we we were in water together, so it was like we were one. Uh, so uh, we we had this amazing summer romance, and then at the end of the summer, this we uh, this was a summer camp in Maine, and I lived in San Diego, and he lived in Maine, and he was going to college in New York, and I had to drive from Maine back to San Diego, and he came with me, and we had this amazing road trip, and this really tearful goodbye, and like when he said goodbye, it was one of the like the sweetest moments of my life, and. He was like, well, you know, good luck in your life. And he's like, if you're ever in New York, and I'm like, okay, good luck in your life. So uh, uh, so I bought a plane ticket to go visit him 10 days later at uh, college. 
uh, old decisionary, uh, because he because he said, you know, if you're ever in New York, and I was like, well, I can make that happen. Um, so I uh, and, and he was a, he was a sophomore in college, is going to this this little liberal arts school in Staten Island, and so I called him and I was like, guess what? I this is literally. Two days after we we said goodbye, when we had we had spent every day together all summer, I was like, "Guess what? I bought a plane ticket. I'm gonna be in New York for ten days. I hope to stay with you in your dorm room." And he's like, "All right." So, uh, uh, yeah. So I uh, so I go to New York. He picks me up. It's it starts out kind of okay. Um, we go, we're, we're in his, we go to his dorm room and he's living in this tiny little coffin of a dorm room with this, uh, with this really particular, very clean roommate. And his roommate has this, like, this big white, uh, the, this, like, urban outfitters white goose bedspread. And, uh, and I, uh, immediately, immediately the trip was the worst thing in the world. Uh, my first night there, uh, all of his friends were like hanging on the common area and I like went back to his dorm room to like grab something out of my bag and I walked in on his male roommate like tickling and kissing like another man like on the, on the floor rolling around. I was like, oh, sorry about that. Uh, and then uh, I went back and I, I think his roommate's name was Kyle. We, we go, I go back to the common area. I was like, oh, I just walked in on Kyle and Michael making out and everyone's like, what do you mean? Kyle's a girlfriend. I outed uh, someone my first night, and uh, apparently, like, it was a big issue, like, the rest of the semester, and, like, it was the worst. Like, I, and I got, I, I got questioned the rest of the week. They're like, so what exactly did you see? And I was like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, and, uh, and I, um, because, I, because I'm, a, I'm such an artist, uh, we were sitting... I am an artist, actually. Uh, Google my name. I sell paintings. Um, but I was, uh, I, I, we're sitting, we're sitting on his bed, and I was like drawing, like on a. Oh, this is another thing. To, to commemorate our trip, I came with this pillowcase with all these pictures ironed on of like our trip, and I made him a journal, like. <sighs> <laughs> Oh, so embarrassing. So I, I'm sitting on his bed and I start drawing something and I was like, can I just draw a little something on your wall just so you can remember me? But this is a dorm room. Uh, and, I, and he was like, yeah, okay, because I was drawing with a pencil. He left for the day. I literally painted a mural on his wall, like this giant sunrise and like this, these trees. I found out later, because my friend ended up dating his brother randomly, that like his parents had to pay like a thousand dollars to like, and the rest of the semester, he had to like stare at this like tree and this like sunrise. And like when girls came over, they're like, what the fuck is on your wall? And he'd be like, uh, the girl who made this pillow and this journal and uh, this, these vials of blood. Uh, she she did this. It's also very quiet, and he, uh, I the the only time that he would say really sweet things to me, um, and I don't know if you can tell, I kind of need someone to say sweet things to me all the time. Um, the only time that he would say I like you or you're pretty or uh, or really anything was when we were having sex. Like he was a very quiet person. But then when we would have sex, he'd be like, "Ah, oh, you're beautiful. You're so great." And then the second he would come, he'd be like, "Zoop." Um, so uh, so clearly, like I wanted to have sex all the time. Oh, also, he uh, he he was in the top bunk of a bunk bed, and his. Uh, his his back hurt, and we're sitting in the. We're, we, I was staying in this little dorm. Like he told me that he had back problems, so I slept on the floor all week. And one of the nights, I crawled up into his bed, gave him a blowjob, and crawled back down. Uh, yes. <laughs>
<laughs> so, uh, uh, boy, I want to save this recording for my daughters. <laughs> so anyway, I, uh, it's the, it's the last, it's the last night of this trip. I, I'm still convinced that, like, we're going to be together forever. It's been a rough week, but we'll figure it out. Um, he can't forget me because I've tattooed his life. Um, so it's, it's, it's the last night of the trip. He has to, or it's the last afternoon. He has to take me to uh, Newark. Also flew in to New Jersey, so he had to, like, drive me to New Jersey. Uh, my flight was at 4, and it's the afternoon. And we both, like, know, like, well, we're going to have sex one more time before, before I leave. And so he... He, uh, he, he like skipped his class and like we met back in his dorm room and, and we start kissing and it's like, it's, it's great. And I, uh, I'm, I'm like, oh, this, this is awesome. And I, I have to use the bathroom. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> um, so we, uh, <laughs> we, royal, royal we, uh, I, I run to the bathroom and I, um, I, I discover uh, that, I, that I have my period. Uh, which, if you don't know, is uh, once a month women menstruate as blood. <laughs> and uh, but it's like if at the beginning of your period, usually usually it's pretty uh, it's pretty light. It's just uh, hey, I'm coming. Uh, and so I was like, well, yeah. And you you know you're 21, and like I'm not you know I'm not uh, winning the <laughs> this man's heart. And so like I need everything I can get. I certainly don't need uh, blood. So I, 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 but I was like, I was like, well, like, it, it's fine, uh, it's fine. We're, we'll have sex. He won't notice. I'll use it. I'll use a condom. Like I remember looking at the wall and being like, hmm, I know. <laughs> I'll put the condom on. I'll take it off. He'll never know. It'll be fine. So, uh, so we go back to. Uh, I, I join him. He's like, he's standing like in the middle of the room with his pants off, like erect, like. But I clearly, he was like masturbating, like Marlon Brando, like waiting for me. That, so I was awesome. Uh, <laughs> whoa, for me. Uh, so, so we uh, we we start having sex, and instead of like we were having sex in his bed, but I was like, you know what we should do? We should do it on the floor because I just want to minimize all risk. Um, and so we, we start having sex on the floor, and it's fine. It's totally fine. Nothing's wrong. Uh, but then he gets a little ambitious because uh, because it's like my last day. And so he uh, he picks me up. Remember I mentioned that his uh, his newly outed gay roommate had this white uh, goose bedspread. And he throws me on the bedspread, and I'm like, Aaron, just focus, just focus. <laughs> just, just do well, just hips up. And so... Uh, so we're so we're having we're having sex on the uh, on the on the goose bud spread. Still, it's totally fine. Uh, but then we hear chattering uh, down the hallway, and we both look at the dorm door, and it's like come and jar somehow. And so Tim's like, huh, I'll take care of it, and jumps up and runs to the door. And uh, I don't know if you've ever uh, uncorked a pussy with your dick, but. Uh, <laughs> He runs to the door, he like locks the door, and I look, and it's just, it is, it is, it is uh, Jackson Pollock all over this, all over this, no, not Jackson Pollock, if Jackson Pollock was lazier, it was just like, uh, it was a huge, just uh, everywhere, and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, why, and so he like, he locks the door, and he turns around, and I like, I sit up immediately, so I'm like blocking this like huge stain, and I look at him, and like he, there's a trail of blood from the bed all the way to the door, and he's looking back at me, and like he has blood all over his deck. 
and I stand up and like for a second I thought you know what maybe he saw it and he just likes me so much that he doesn't care and so I'm looking at him we're face to face and he's like hey and I'm like and I I think like oh this will be the moment that we laugh at later so I say huh don't look down so uh he looks down at his bloody sword and uh, he looks down and it's just like oh, oh no 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 and runs out of the dorm room and uh, I like hysterical like the most emotive I've ever seen him and I'm like just, I had these like little Hello Kitty um, uh, tissues and I'm, I'm like padding up all this blood and it's just like it's it's all over the sheets it's all it's it's every it's everywhere it's fucking it's fucking everywhere it's still on me. Um, <laughs> And so I can't get it off. Uh, an hour passes. A full hour passes. He comes back uh, totally solemn. He's taken a shower. He comes back uh, totally solemn, and he just starts uh, picking up my bags <laughs> and putting them on the bed and, like, zipping it up. And I, and I immediately, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm no smooth operator. So immediately, I, like, I launched into, like, a Jerry Lewis routine or something. like, oh, this is a rough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably not. Probably not the sexiest thing ever, right? <laughs> sure is nice to have sex, though, right? Nope? Okay. Um, uh, he silently packs up. There's still blood. There's blood all over the, his roommates. That's right. There's blood all over everything. There's my... And then there's my mural and my pillows. So... Uh, he silently drove me to Newark. Uh, seriously, like no, no words. We were just silent, sitting next to each other. I found out later that like, he's a uh, he's he's hemophobic. He's uh, he's terrified of any kind of blood. And to like look down and see like the most vulnerable part of him covered in what he's most afraid of, uh, he was hysterical. <laughs> so, yeah, he gave me a ride to the airport. Um, so, I say goodbye, and I like, I, we, we like hug goodbye, and uh, I thank him for the trip, and uh, that was that was the last I talked. Oh, um, yeah. So that happened, uh, and now I have uh, an interview with uh, the lovely, funny. Um, wonderful Amanda Lund. Uh, Amanda and I, this is a, this is a particular, particular? This is a unique interview because uh, Amanda and I have been friends for a while and we lived together for over a year. So this, uh, this interview is very uh, girl chatty, but Amanda's hilarious. She's in a uh, comedy duo called Beans. Google her. Amanda Lund. Uh, she's the prettiest person I know and one of the coolest. So here's this interview with Amanda Lund. In high school, I really liked this guy and I knew that he was a big fan of Frisbee golf. Um, and so I would... <laughs> <laughs> I really like this guy and I know he's a big fan of frisbee golf fan of frisbee golf yeah. is the saddest combination of words he I've ever heard an athlete fan he of <laughs> I know you mean that he played frisbee golf fan of frisbee golf is the biggest bummer in the world if anybody's just a fan of frisbee golf doesn't actually play it but just like likes going to uh, to the to the course well, I, guess and I was the fan then because I would I, I still have never played it but I would show up at the the course and uh, just hang around, <laughs> climb a tree, braid my hair. You were a frisbee golf groupie. Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst. Um, 
Amazing. So, okay. So you would just show up to the course. Didn't yeah. you stick out? Weren't you the only person that was standing there watching? Or are there other it, people that are hanging out? See, Frisbee golf is not like normal golf where there's... Oh, really? Per- <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, a buckle back in. We're about to find out <laughs> that Frisbee golf is not like normal golf. There's, um, there's no perimeters where they separate the audience from the players. You know, it's because there's not as many big names. <laughs> frisbee golf. Okay, so who are the biggest names in frisbee golf? I, there's Sebastian Whitaker. Yeah. There's so, Ronald, uh, Marlon uh, Rainbow. There's Ronald Knutz. Ronald Knutz. <laughs> Uh, well, because frisbee golf is more of a um, no no disrespect to frisbee golf. Uh, I've I've had I've had friends who enjoy enjoy a frisbee it was, golf game. It was huge in the early two thousands, <laughs> certainly. Yeah. Um, but it's but it's like a social thing where you get high and you hang out with your friends and you throw frisbees at trees, right? That's the- I, you know I say sure because I don't <laughs> I never have played it, so I don't really know. But I think that that's what was happening. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's just an excuse to get out in nature. It's like hunting. <laughs> it's, it's like hunting. Uh, it's social and you have, you have frisbees. Yeah, it's and, easy. Yeah. I guess uh, frisbees are, you know, a uh, leisure leisure uh, activity. <laughs> I, I definitely think that frisbee golf is, is cooler than golf. I, I think it is. It's be more structure. turned on by a guy who is like, yeah, I like playing fr- frisbee golf over a guy that's, I don't think I could ever date a guy who is just like into golf. Really limiting my uh, prospects. I mean, I have a boyfriend. Yeah, so do I. Um, <laughs> I think. I mean, what? what? I don't know. Are you free Saturday? Should we just pretend we don't have boyfriends on Saturday? <laughs> no, golfing? just that moment. Go to, and go, go to the frisbee golf course. No, no, no. No, never. No, we wouldn't. Um, <laughs> Us saying no, we wouldn't is more suspect than <laughs> we wouldn't. I we're both no, of like we're not. the luckiest girls in the world. We, we both are. got like the best boyfriends. We do. We have great boyfriends. Yeah, and they're they, awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. The friends. It's funny. Our boyfriends, uh, our, uh, our old friends from Channel 101 days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're both in the, uh, my boyfriend created the laser fart show on Channel 101 and your boyfriend was, was the penis tentacle. In laser Matt fart. Gourley. Yeah. Matt Gourley. Matt Gourley. Matt Gourley. Matt Gourley. Well, not as great as Dan Harmon. Well, <laughs> I would say like they're almost even, but maybe Matt is just a little bit. Oh, well, that's so sweet of you to, because well, it's clear that Dan's better Dan. than well, Matt. Yeah, but no, I mean, you have to say that. Right she, now, Amanda's winking at me and she's mouthing, uh, Dan is so amazing. You were so lucky. But it's... What is it like? When, <laughs> it's great, Amanda. You can just ask me. <laughs> He's a great boyfriend. I would agree. And I think that we should do a wife swap. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. We would both kill ourselves. <laughs> Man and I are both pretty possessive. Can you imagine? We'd kill each other. We would kill each other. Yeah. Uh, oh, that would be... Okay, if we were to do a, uh, a, wife, a, girl swap. For a, wife, a wife swap situation, what would you... Like, what activity would you do with Dan? What I, I like what if it activity? was like you had like a whole day, a whole day. Oh my gosh, I would love um, <laughs> to take Dan to some sort of like hometown festival. Okay, uh, bring like him an to avocado my hometown. festival. Oh, okay, yeah, bring him to the uh, strawberry festival in Long Beach where I'm from, and mm-hmm. we would just I'd show him the sights. Um, we'd right. go on a drive, roll the windows down, sunroof. Yeah. I just whole. let Matt motorboat me all day. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Aaron, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> 
<laughs> he could motor motorboat my boobs, and then I would motorboat his balls, and we just go back and forth and back and forth oh, and back and God. forth. Oh God! And then we take pictures. Well, Dan and I are at the <laughs> strawberry festival on the gravitron. Uh oh! I don't see we're like all squeezed together. Yeah. Oh. And he's like, "Oh, you have such pretty long hair." Mm-hmm. It's all in my face. It gets uh, in his mouth. Well, and then Matt, meanwhile, did you say it gets in your smile? It gets in his mouth. Oh, it gets in his <laughs> mouth. Oh, no. And then you, like, take it out of his mouth. Like, I'll, uh, and he and sucks on my finger for a minute. <laughs> he sucks on your finger for a second. <laughs> meanwhile, uh, Matt, Matt and I are, like, sitting in, like, this this dark jazz club. And he's pretending oh, that God. I'm, like, this mysterious Ginger Rogers with this red hair. And Let me ask you this. What do you think of this? To spice things up. In I don't a re- think we should actually do it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, to spice things up in a relationship, like I heard that this is a good thing to do, where um, you leave your boyfriend uh, a note. They know it's you. You kind of preface it with like, listen. After you're dead, you leave a note? No, no, not, not <laughs> because I love you style. But you say like, meet me at the hotel bar of like the W, whatever, some nice hotel. Right. And you sign it like Natasha. And then when they come to the bar, you're sitting there in like a trench coat and like a little short wig. You're just, and, you're and just you describing per- an episode that inevitably happens in any long running series. Like that's what a married couple always does eventually. <laughs> yeah. And so then they come and you pretend to be like a Russian spy, you know, and you seduce them and then you get a room in the hotel. Interesting. Um, yeah, I guess that's cool. I would worry about doing that with Dan because he doesn't like being told what to do. So I think I know oh. he would. Well, I don't know. Even maybe, for maybe one he's night pretty only? adventurous. No, he would. He would do it. Yeah, he would do it. He'd show up. Yeah, that would be fun. I think, though, I would want to do it with Matt, but I'm pretty sure he would want to be the one in the disguise. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to do it. And he'd be like James Bond at the bar. (laughs) What is motorboating exactly? It's just when the guy moves his face real fast. Motorboating... Motorboating is 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 when a motorboating I think could also be called uh, Mel Brooksing. Like you just like you, when a guy puts a, his head in between two girls' boobs and is like, Bleh. it's like what we saw at the Renaissance Fair. Yeah, it's always. <laughs> We went to the uh, the Renaissance Fair in Irwindale, California, with uh, with our with our boyfriends and our uh, companion boyfriend Jeff Davis, and we there was a lot of motorboating yeah. happening, a lot of shots on like hiked breasts. up breasts, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, like, just motorboating require the. Uh, I think that's what it is. It's that sound because that's the sound <laughs> of a motorboat makes. Am I correct? I'm trying to make a motorboat noise. <laughs> You better like really loosen your face. <laughs> so your cheeks shiver. When uh when, when, yeah, when Aaron was going through a little bit of a hard time and we were talking a lot about <laughs> dating after Amanda and I lived together for a year yeah, up until used, very recently. Um she would be we talk a lot about love and relationships and dating and I created this song um when I would give her advice and it would go like this. It'd be like um <laughs> You gotta run his bath, you gotta rub his feet, you gotta make him cookies every time you meet. What do you mean? And that's how you keep a man. I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) I started when I, when I was like first hanging out with Dan and uh, we were at the grocery store and I was like, oh, we should bake for them. And then we're going back to the apartment and I'm like, oh, is it too early to 
to bake for him. Like, what a bummer if you uh, if you you got brought cookies to somebody who didn't want cookies, and it's and, and then it becomes a story where they're friends. And he never sees me. I was just imagining Dan being like, "Oh, thanks for the cookies," and then inviting all his guy friends over, and they're all eating the cookies or dipping like, them laughing. in milk like and laughing dumb, at me. Dumb what a girl. dumb, dumb girl baking you cookies. <laughs> You gotta clean the house, you gotta rub his feet, you gotta brush his hair, and cook him a steak. <laughs> you could have said meat. I know, but I, that's too general. <laughs> but it rhymes! It's <laughs> too general. You gotta get, gotta get specific. What cut of meat? A little T-bone. A little T-bone from a miniature cow? And that's how you keep a man. I'm confused. You gotta listen up. You gotta, okay, uh, I don't know anymore. No, no, I'm loving it. <laughs> that was the... Uh, the breakup apartment we both went through yeah some some big stuff i definitely there was a lot of crying there's a lot of waiting for you to come home oh yeah <laughs> i would come home after a long day at work and aaron pops her little head out of the doorway every time she heard my footsteps hey. Yeah. hey and then she'd always go into some tall tale about her dating life <laughs> but it wasn't exactly it wasn't no. uh it wasn't a tall tale by definition no 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 you know you know some people make mistakes some people make a ton of mistakes in a short period of time yeah and then tell their roommate about them yeah and those people could be called aaron mcgathy's <laughs> they could be yeah yeah really yeah um yeah i made things really fun for you there were times yeah, when uh, guys wandered into your room thinking it was mine oh god that's a story <laughs> can i tell that one yeah so i'm tucked safely into bed right um i'm sleeping i'm very vulnerable and <laughs> we had earlier in the night we had uh i, w- I went out i don't know if i would call it a Oh, we'll call it a date. I yeah. w- was hanging out with this with this guy. It was a very nice guy. We yeah. went to his stand up show, right? Yeah. And then uh, we came back to. So Amanda had met him. Yeah. And so we we go back to like Amanda went home and him and I continued to hang out. And then we came back to my to our apartment. Yeah. I think I went in the bathroom or something. Yeah, I think you were in the bathroom. And um, just to clarify, Aaron and I at the time shared a one bedroom with a wall built up in the living room that Aaron right. had built. So I built a wall. So the pictures on the Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sleeping. It's probably like 2 a.m. or something. Like you guys had just come after the bar closed. Or right. Whatever. Yeah, we're free. Yeah. Staying late. Yeah. Staying and late. so um, I wake up to like a, a noise and I look up and there's this towering man yeah, standing. He's also like 6'8". He's so and tall. Like, kind of muscly. Standing over my bed and he thought, I guess this guy thought this was Aaron's room and he had wandered in and I'm disoriented and I have pepper spray <laughs> by my bed and I, I grab it um, and I say, who are you? And I've never heard my own voice do this. Like It got really deep and really just... Um, forceful and I was like who are you who are you and so uh, I re- I'm fumbling with my pepper spray I'm gonna spray the bastard uh, <laughs> and then I said get the fuck out get the fuck out <laughs> and he finally left and I think I just started crying oh man well yeah and then I um yeah I came out of the bathroom and then he felt very bad but the next day I saw Matt your boyfriend who's also my friend and it, it, it's like was 
joking about like you just can't let that happen Aaron yeah because in his his mind I was just having like just gentlemen callers who were coming <laughs> over and we're like maybe I'll, this is a two for one because what's behind that, what's that, behind curtain number two there was that other that one other time where you had the we couldn't hear him but Matt and I were in the bedroom and Aaron and this some other guy that you had like <laughs> a friend were in the living room a friend and a friend, a friend. Okay, anyway and you know it's totally fine but it was one of those things where I had invited yeah I had invited someone over who then like came over and then just immediately like he came over and I suddenly was like ah. you wanted him to go yeah I want you to go and he so and our apartment has like paper thin walls and so we could hear every detail of the conversation and we were just imagining this guy sounded like the worst hipster in the world like he was like bragging about soaking sugar cubes in absinthe and like yeah. talking about his mustache just, oh my gosh beware beware of people who look like they're kind of wearing period clothing <laughs> uh, stay away from those hipsters <laughs> that are just so Ugh, God, I've never seen someone get ugly so fast before. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was so handsome. And then, like, he just came over and I was like, I, you know what? I'm really tired. And he, he more or less said, like, hey, stop being a bitch. Like, that was I awkward. came all the way over here and I was like, hey, man, you got to get out of here. And he's he like, oh, fine. Yeah. Yeah. He was terrible. Whoever he is. Well, I, I, I walked I walked into the elevator and the last thing he said to me was, well, that's what I get for listening to a woman or like letting a woman invite me over to her apartment. Oh I was like, God. all right, man, fuck off. <laughs> oh, my God. Have a great life. Good luck with your organic garden. I'm sure it's going to die. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, best of luck with your organic garden. Boring yeah. keyboardist from a retro uh, synth metal band. Yeah, he may have left. That's not an exaggeration. <laughs> what was that, that what was. he did? Yeah, it was oh, some weird guitarist. Maybe sick. Maybe sick. Yeah, and Matt and Amanda were listening to that conversation, and they were about to because he wouldn't leave. I kept on asking him, asking well, him to yeah, go. Yeah, we thought we were gonna have to intervene. Yeah, we were suiting up. Let's <laughs> get my pepper spray. <laughs> Uh, um, so Amanda and I, one night, Amanda and I, um, uh, are adventurers. We are, we love life. We live life. Mm -hmm. We, when, when I was, uh, when I was single, we had a girls night out where we went to La Poubelle and we were, um, we were just, we were hanging out, ch chatting, chatting with people and these, these uh, gentlemen who label themselves as producers oh, <laughs> is the worst. The worst. Well, we we were. This is not too long ago. This is like seven months ago. Like you leaned over, and you're like they're just buying us a ton of. They kept drinks. just buying us drinks. And yeah, with and no strings attached. No, and Amanda wasn't flirting with them. No, I was like, saying like I've got a boyfriend. Like you, I'll take a free drink, but I'm not gonna talk with you. And they they were literally. He would come in and he would buy himself a drink, and then be like, "You want something?" Just because he was standing next to me, right, and I'd be like, right. oh, okay, I guess my friend and I will take another round. Yeah, yeah. And then well, he would just leave. Great. Amanda's great because she was like, well, I would like something. Also, my friend would like something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I think it's very rude when a gentleman comes up and doesn't. If either two girls and a guy comes up and offers to buy one of you a drink, I find uh, that extremely rude. Yeah. Flip side to that, if a guy walks up and is interested in a girl that's there with her female friend and says... Okay, bye, you ladies. Both drinks. Very attractive. And uh, yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's some good advice you guys can. <laughs> so these, so these guys are uh, are saying that they're they're producers, and they invite us to um, 
what was it called? Oh my gosh. Um, the, some terrible there's this, club. there's like oh. this, this really exclusive club in West, West Hollywood. <laughs> West, <laughs> West Hollywood. West Hollywood. <laughs> we don't know what it's called, but it's one of those things you need like a reservation to get you. Have to take, like, <laughs> no, no more than a reservation. It. You have to have oh. a membership. Oh, okay. it's this crazy, like people who are, are, whoever listening to this podcast will know what we're talking about but there's this this club in West Hollywood where you require you need a membership and the idea behind it is that only there's a membership because celebrities go there to drink and it's like where they won't be bothered but I think most of it's a scam probably like most of the people who have memberships are just people who have a lot of money or like you know have invested like our oil heirs and, and are not like I even not, I think they're just people who are into the club scene you know what I mean like right I don't but think I think you have to be like approved for for membership oh, or something really? yeah oh it's a whole God. thing I, God, I wish I remember the name of the club it's like anyway something house something house yes yeah um, something house not Tudor house Oh, no, not awesome. not cider house, <laughs> not the big red house, not schoolhouse. It's something rock. house, it's, yeah, something um, house. It, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Um, we don't want to promote them. No, we hate them. We hate them. The like they need promotion. Although at the time we desperately wanted to go. <gasps> well, <laughs> well, because like you know, I was a. Uh, I was single and I just like we weren't interested in these guys. We just wanted to, and we made that very clear to them. <clears throat> uh, well. And I just wanted adventure. And then on the way over there, I made them hate me because well, Aaron got real uh, mouthy in the car. I you can were get just, a little mouthy. She was just. What were you guys talking about? Where you just made them feel like such idiots that they wanted us out. Yeah. You, well, they said you made the big one mad. Yeah, I made the big one mad. The big daddy. <laughs> she upset the big daddy. There like the, yeah, there's the big daddy, and then the little producer that were like they were <laughs> buying us drinks. And we're in we're in the car, and like they said something, and I just I just said something that was sarcastic, and then they I, I wish I remembered what. Anyway, they just revealed themselves to be uh, idiots, and then didn't like that I was making jokes, and then I was like, well, you, I don't know, I I just I. I guess I embarrassed them because I was uh, wittier than them or something. I don't know. Or they just interpreted my my sarcasm as uh, a cuntiness or something. I don't oh, know. God. Anyway, they just what they wanted was just to take two pretty girls to this 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 schoolhouse rock yeah, and, and they, they didn't want to they soon they didn't deal they with had, any mouth they didn't like what they had they were <laughs> like, like, she's gonna talk during and this? i just can't stop talking about my boyfriend <laughs> and Aaron's just like challenging them because well, i think they said something like oh when i get there there's gonna be uh you know bottle service and uh whole and thing. Aaron's just ripping them apart yeah, just, like making like... a fun of them right <laughs> we're in a cab with them yeah they're t- they're taking us there and yeah anyway so we get to, we get to this club. We walk up and there's like, there's a whole reception area. You have to take an elevator to get up to the actual club. And, uh, these guys who had said like, Oh, well, we can take two guests. Like we got up there and they're like, Oh no, you can only take one person. It turned out the big daddy was the only person with the, with the membership. So they were saying to him, you can only take up one person take one person with yeah. you and there were there was him and his producer friend who was buying us drinks and then the two of us so, and so we're standing there and like I like I don't I like I won't wait in lines for clubs and like I don't like ma- being I don't like VIP areas I don't like being made feel I don't I don't want to feel like a lesser person nobody nobody does yeah but it makes me crazy and I was standing there like no I'm not gonna just stand here while you talk about me like I'm I'm a uh, I'm, I'm some sort of like like a soft drink from yeah. an outside place that you 
want to take into this movie theater. Yeah. Like, no, I'm a, I'm a human being. And then I just saw the big daddy and the guy. But I was like, also like, well, I'm a girl, so I'll just do whatever I want. So the big daddy and the producer guy. They're uh, like, we'll figure this out. They're going to take the elevator up, talk to some people, maybe pay someone off, come back down to get us. Right. So they get in no, the no, but before that, I darted into the elevator. Yeah, I, I was like, together. yeah, I was like, let's just do it. But they had already gone up and we were waiting alone in the lobby. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So we were in the lobby and we we're just we were waiting there and I was like, oh, let's just let's just go. And so like, Aaron and yeah, we dart into the and, elevator. Yeah, and like f- five hundred people come over, like, oh, ladies, 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 ladies. No, I'm sorry. Do you have a membership? No, ladies, ladies, you're poor. You look like you're poor. Get out of here, you poor person. No, no, no. There are people with a lot of money up there and they'll smell that you don't have any money. You please, 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 please. We we, we you know, no offense. We just back of the bus. Get to the back of the bus. So we're like, Aaron, you cannot compare this situation to like, <laughs> civil rights, like African Americans who are and like me running into the elevator yeah, with me sitting in the front of the bus. I don't think so, girl. I'm sorry. I don't know. Fair. So. You're right. Fair. 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 But it's just the, the it's it's insane. The uh, I still won't understand the people who work for places like that that are so that bleed the bleed the blood of the uh, porterhouse or whatever it is. Like like they don't give a shit about you. They're probably paying you fifteen dollars an hour, and not that that's like a little bit of money, but like it's not worth selling your soul like why are you diving in front of this this bus like just let me go up there and and don't make it a big thing why do you care why are you why are you into um uh nazis why are you a nazi why do you want to be a nazi like the same with the gap again another analogy i don't know if it's quite accurate no it's totally accurate yourself to like a martin luther king uh i don't know if you in la in la uh rosa parks (laughs) m'lady so we uh (laughs) like i correct you like how dare you i just compared myself to uh Rosa rosa parks um in LA, there's a mall called the Beverly Center, and there there's an H and M, which is a, a clothing store in that mall. And everybody who works there is a is a fucking Nazi. Like you try to return anything, and they flip out. <laughs> Aaron, and they're like, you were oh, returning dresses you had worn for months <laughs> with stains on them. They didn't have stains. <laughs> Look, they have a very loose return policy. They have a sign that says, take it home, try it on. Yeah, there were a couple times when I tried on some dresses for long periods of time. Months. (laughs) Um, But I also bought a ton of things from the store. Yeah. Usually, yeah. So I I didn't steal from the store. Um, I would buy tons of things from the store, and then every now and again, I would return something. But then sometimes they would just return some p- things. But I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about like when you're when you're standing at the counter and like the people who are ringing you up are are, are dicks and are being weird to you because they're just so loyal to H and M. Meanwhile, H and M doesn't give a shit about them, and they're yeah. going to work there for six months. So anyway, back to the story. So these Nazi soldiers run after us uh, after we go into the elevator and, and we're like, fine, fine, fine. We don't want to deal with it. So we so we walk out and then we just Amanda's like, let's get out of here. I just want, I want to get out of here. <laughs> like, I was scared. Yeah. Like you were in a pool that was too hot. All of a sudden yeah. I was like, we got to get out. We got to get out. So yeah. we just we we ran out of this hotel like these guys were going to come back down and tell us or maybe they weren't but we didn't want to wait there and it's so embarrassing we're standing there and there's like a reception area with all these terrible people yeah. who uh, are are uh, awful 
people who want to work for this place that's like so exclusive. Meanwhile, like they couldn't get in, their friends couldn't get in. Like you just work there. Like why you're 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 a bad person. Also, anybody who works for those places, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, you're a valued part of the. What is this, this place called? I can't remember. Driving me crazy. Haunted house. Haunted house. Um, so we we run out of this place, and we're we're in West Hollywood, and we start we start walking down um, Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. And we we walk by the Sunset Tower Hotel, which is this this really nice hotel, and they have like a really small bar. And we're like, we'll 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 go in there for a second. We'll wait for someone to come pick us up, or we'll take a taxi home. And we walked into this bar. We go into the back. There's no one there, so we start leaving. And then as we're leaving, Bill Murray is walking in, and then Amanda grabs my arm and she's like, "Want to get a cocktail with Bill Murray?" <laughs> Amanda was also this is this was also the night that I saw Amanda at the drunkest I've ever seen her to date. But she was. Like it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> Just like, shall we get a drink of Bill Murray? Like she was James Bond, and I was I like, uh, yeah. I would never ever do that normally. Yeah, it was amazing. And so I was like, yeah, of course I want to get a drink of Bill Murray, and not even questioning like how we're gonna do this. I guess we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll just go get a drink of Bill Murray. So Amanda and I both perform over at IO West. Um, and uh, we, through IO, uh, we know uh, Joel Murray and Amanda did a, like a pilot with Joel Murray, who's Bill Murray's brother. And we, so we go into the bar, Bill, Bill, can we call him Bill? Yeah. He's in there. He's wearing a golf, golfing pants. And a, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's it's like in PJs. Yeah. Basically. Basically in PJs. Um, but he, it looks like he was wearing a Bill Murray outfit. So you're like, is that Bill Murray? Oh no, that's totally Bill Murray. He's yeah. dressed like his character in Caddyshack. Yeah. That's Bill Murray. So we, we walked up to the bar and Amanda's like, hi. I know, like just immediately it was like, I'm friends with Joel. <laughs> also, I'm totally not. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. We both, we both know him an equal amount. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. I think if we were to walk by him in a hall, he wouldn't punch us in the face. Yeah. Joel McHale, Joel McHale, um, Joel Murray. So we were standing at the, we, Amanda says that. And then he's like, Oh, ladies. Uh, we're like, Oh, we know him from improv. And he's like, Ooh, hardworking lady. And then he, he tells the bartender, like, what would you guys like? And then he orders us drinks from the bartender. He's like, two, two, uh, greyhounds for these hardworking ladies, which made us seem like prostitutes because <laughs> we were just these young ladies who were dressed up and we're talking to Bill Murray. And he's like, for these hardworking ladies, there's no one else in the bar. Uh, and so we're, we're drinking with him and we're just talking about, Improv, and he was—he was, he was just—he was making us feel great because he was like, "Ah, oh, it's the hardest thing in the world, improv." And we're yeah. like, "It's so hard, Bill Murray." It's like, I don't remember hard. any of this, by the way. I literally <laughs> have a blank. I don't remember any of it. And then he was like, "Well, I'm hungry," so it was to be sat down with him, and a couple—he was—he was here working on a movie, and so a couple like people who worked on the movie, not actors, but like oh, the props I do, master. I do remember this. Where I don't remember anyone ordering food for us, but they brought Bill Murray this big steak, and then they brought the girls like a couple grilled cheeses well i think because we seemed we were coming off as very drunk oh and so bill murray was ordering us grilled cheeses and cookies because we had to like soak up that alcohol he just like assumed yeah that we were very drunk and then we were talking to him we talked to him about uh he unfortunately he was mostly asking us about us but then at one point like the most memorable moment well, there are two memorable moments. There's the one that's most memorable about you and then the oh, one about no. me. The, the one about you is that Amanda was so drunk. I don't even remember the context of this, but she was singing, I will always love you. Oh, like she God. was telling a story, but she's belting, 
I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. And like the the visual of like seeing Bill Murray <laughs> watch Amanda <laughs> sing I Will Always Love You and just like just wide eyed like he loved it. Like he was he was so excited that these well, two I... drunk idiots wanted to like hang out with him and eat his grilled cheeses. And there's nobody with else no in the bar. strings attached. We could care no less. We're not trying to get anything no, from it. No, well, except just, for grilled cheeses. Yeah, and free just drinks. happy little guys. Well, and the, the waiter was like paying such close attention to our table because it was Bill Murray and there was no one else in the bar. And so like we were drinking, we were drinking great. I was drinking Greyhound. You were drinking, I don't remember. I think the beers, I don't know. Yeah, unimportant. Um, but important in that like I was drinking a cocktail and every time I drank it and I drink very quickly, if there's a straw in my drink, because I just get nervous and I drink the drink really quickly. So every time it was down, the waiter was just coming over and bringing more and more drinks. So I was getting hammered and we're talking to Bill Murray. And then at one point he said, um, we were, a Gene Wilder came up and Bill Murray, before Gene Wilder married Gilda Radner, right before Gilda Radner died of ovarian cancer, uh, Bill Murray dated Gilda Radner and like has been quoted as just like saying the most wonderful, beautiful things about Gilda Radner. So Gene and I, I'm a big Bill Murray fan. I'm a huge Gilda Radner fan. I'm a huge Gene Wilder fan. And uh, Gene Wilder came up or he said something about Gene Wilder and Bill Murray was joking and said, uh, yeah, he uh, he got engaged to uh, to Gilda and then he killed her. Right. Like as a wow, bit, she died yeah. of cancer. Um, and I just, I don't know what happened, but like, it was drunk enough that I, I would, I just had this knee jerk reaction to say like, oh, that's, that's cruel. Like, don't say that. Like, it just like, it just like my heart yeah. for, hurt for, for Gene Wilder losing his wife to cancer, cancer. And then Bill Murray snaps back. I loved Gilda. Oh my God. I loved her. And I wanted to say, I know I read the SNL book. I know how much you loved her, but I just immediately was like, oh, I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But he was like, I loved her. Don't oh you, my don't god! You, don't you say anything about my Gilda? Oh, I wish I had witnessed any of this. Well, and then and then at one point, Bill Murray was talking about it. He had a Sazerac up in his hotel room, and he said very casually, like, "Yeah, I have a Sazerac up in my hotel room." And me and Amanda were like, "All right, we'll go, we're gonna get out of here." Yeah. Um. And then didn't he tell you not to let me drink anymore? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We walked out to the lobby. The coolest thing ever is having a taxi hailed for you by Bill Murray. Bill Murray gets us a taxi. And uh, Amanda gets in the taxi first, and he puts his hand on my shoulder. Um, and I'm so excited. He put, puts his hand on my shoulder, and he's like, hey, like, don't let her drink anymore. <laughs> Best advice I've ever yeah. got. And I was like, okay, no, you got it. We get in the cab. The door closes. And Amanda and I immediately start screaming. I'm sure Bill Murray heard it. He was on the other side of a car door. <laughs> we get inside the door, door closes. And we're both like, ah! Oh my god! Oh, it was hysterically laughing. We're both comedy nerds and like love yeah. Bill Murray. We had had we had it was five hours of playing cool and like pretending yeah. like it was no big deal that Bill uh, Murray was buying us cookies awful. and grilled cheeses and greyhounds and. I've never. My parents have never been so excited to hear about a story, and I've never felt so ashamed for not remembering any of it. Yeah, except for what I pieced together the next day. But I think I had a really good time. I, I called my dad, who's a preacher, the next day, and I and I. I told him the story and he he called me he's a preacher in North Carolina and he he broadcasts his sermons and he wrote a sermon where the opening is talking about uh this this Bill Murray story he tells really? my Bill Murray story kind of um what's the message in the sermon I just listened to the cold open <laughs> I don't know I don't know uh sorry dad um sorry dad I hope you're not listening to any of these podcasts 
Uh, I don't know what the message of the sermon is. It's called Ghostbusters. We'll, we'll put a little sound bite in. Yeah. My dad's sermon about Mel Murray. Well, Amanda, you are a great fat. <laughs> oh, <I just, laughs> what? What's that? Uh, Amanda, you're a great friend. Uh, and you're, you know, you're a star that's just shooting up to heaven. And I can't wait for the world to watch you explode. You and shine its me? light. Are you threatening me? I'm just saying, um, you know, can we, when we do that uh, wife swap with our boyfriends. Yeah. I'll um, see you at the white swap. Wife the, swap. The, the white swap? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Aaron, for having me on. I've had a good time. Um, one of my favorite <laughs> things is talking to you about relationships and and uh, reminiscing and uh, good luck with your podcast. I just want to tell all the girls out there listening to this, you got to love yourself. Yeah. You got to know that love you your do- bodies. love your bodies and you got to know that no one's going to love you precious. if you don't love you. Yeah. And um, men should treat you like a princess, not a doormat. Also drink a lot of water because it makes you thinner. Yeah, lots of water. Yeah. Although I think that was disproved. Just kidding. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I think it was actually. No, it wasn't. I think that you just need to drink like a base amount, not don't drink, over drink water. No, drink when don't you're over drink water. Drink when you're thirsty. Drink when you're thirsty. Well, but when you're thirsty, you shouldn't ever be thirsty because thirsty. When you're thirsty, that's the first sign of dehydration. dehydration. Yeah, you're right. Drink a lot of water. Don't don't haze anybody with water. Don't force anyone to drink a ton of yeah. water. But it's good for you. It's good for your skin. It makes you happier. Sip small sips. All day. don't chug. I don't even think that's about chugging. Don't Amanda. chug. It's it's not good for you. Get water blown. Most importantly, don't check this podcast for scientific advice <laughs> or health advice. Or any advice. Uh, really. Check Mark Marin's podcast for that. <laughs> if you're sick, listen to WTF. That was the episode. Um, I'm Erin McGathy. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, ever heard of it? At Erin McGathy. Um, also, donate. That's awesome. Um, also, a big announcement. This Feels Terrible is going to be performed live at uh, the UCB Theater in Los Angeles on September 30th, 2012. If you are around and uh, once those tickets become available, I'll I'll talk about that more. But this originated as a live show at UCB and has has kind of evolved a little bit. So it'll be a, it'll be an interesting thing. Also, send me emails and tell me I'm OK and cool. Not too long ago, I had a telephone conversation with my daughter, Erin, who lives in Hollywood. She was excited because she had just spent several hours with the actor Bill Murray. Erin was out with a friend when she ran into Murray at a restaurant and shared with him her involvement at I.O. West, the improvisational theater located near the intersection of Hollywood and Vine in the movie-making capital. Ever friendly and encouraging of young talent, Mr. Murray invited Erin and her friend to join him and his friends for dinner. Now, as her dad, I was quite tickled by that story. Fairlawdown.com is an artist-friendly podcast collective hosted by castmate.fm. 
Most Royal Podcast at castmates.fm. Today, all of our artists reserve the rights to their materials. Your donations directly support our favorite artists, help pay for their show's production, and keep your favorite shows free. Music by The Fancy. We are the fancy.net. Visit fairlaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the camaraderie of the other bikers, a band of brothers, always there for you, rain or shine, to the amazing savings you get with Geico on your motorcycle insurance and accessories coverage all year round. But for Bucky Hornhill, it was one reason in particular. It was my helmet hair. I was born with helmet hair. I've tried to cut it a bunch of times, even buzzing it, but it immediately just goes back to helmet hair. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.